Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is going to be a new um, section of my podcast, which I'm going to entitle Random Thoughts. These uh, series of podcasts are going to be um, secular in nature, um, but they are going to be through my lens, which is um, said of a contest Catholic. So, um, there's that. At the at the beginning and the end, I'm going to be using some clips from the movie Boondock Saints. And a lot of you who may stumble onto this podcast may not have even have heard of this um movie. Um I don't want to get it. Maybe, maybe in another episode, I might make a few comments about the movie itself. But um, basically, the bird's eye explanation of this movie is that it was made in the early 2000s. Um, I want to say 2003, 2004, by an independent filmmaker. Um, and basically it, you, uh, for those of you who are, you know, movie buffs, um, you probably heard the expression. It was a cult classic. This, uh, Boondock Saints is definitely a cult classic. Um, Now, I am going to say, if uh, if you're trying to be pious and devout, do not watch this movie. Absolutely do not watch this movie. It's going to offend you massively. Uh, when I watched the movie, um, I wasn't trying to be pious or devout, so it didn't. It didn't really bother me at the time. Um, quite frankly, um, I'm I'm pretty. I'm uh, I've I've got enough experience that a movie like this, um, you know, doesn't bother me personally, but I wouldn't recommend it to my. To my Sedvacantis uh, uh, friends. But anyway, um, the intro and the outro is going to be clips from that movie. Um, 
and I'm running a little long on this, on some of my episodes, um, I'm going just just a word of advice um when when dealing with anything on this podcast always check the show notes if i'm dealing with a particular subject i will um put my resources you know and when i say my resources basically i'm saying you know the books the articles the YouTube videos, you know, whatever, I put those in the show notes because, um, you know, people play this stupid game of, well, where's where's your sources? Where's your sources? What I hate particularly about this particular very, very stupid game is is that even when you give them the resources, they won't even bother to check your resources, uh, your sources, I'm sorry, your sources. They won't even bother to check them. They'll just argue with you um, stupidly, you know, and you could just tell, you know, they haven't even bothered to check your sources. And basically, this kind of attitude is... You've challenged their cognitive dissidence and, you know, they're, they're not butthurt by what you, um, well, they are butthurt by, you know, the fact that you're challenging their cognitive dissidence, but, um, basically when it comes to, to burst, uh, killing sacred cows, uh, these people are not interested in the truth. They're absolutely not interested in the truth. It just boils down that they're trying to defend the indefensible. So, anyway. So, this is going to be called Random Thoughts. And... Basically, um, whatever subject I do for random thoughts is going to be in, it's, it's going to be in the show notes at the top. It's going to be the first thing that way, you know, you could see, oh, uh, episode such and such is about such and such. And you can decide, you know what what you want to listen to and what you don't want to listen to. Now, having said that, like I said, some of the episodes I'm going to have sources. Other episodes, I'm just going to be talking off the top of my head and I may not need to put my sources. It's just my opinion or whatever. So, all right. Having been uh, long-winded and... Uh, Basically, uh, uh, unfocused. This this first episode of general, or I'm sorry, uh, random thoughts is going to be about um conspiracy theories. 
It's going to be about conspiracy theories. Now, the first thing I want to tell you is a lot of things nowadays get called the conspiracy theory where anybody with two eyes and a brainstem can tell that the narrative is it's not matching up with what they're seeing. But those who, for whatever reason they have, don't want to question the narrative, they'll say, oh, that's a conspiracy theory, bro. That's a conspiracy theory. Now, now, I didn't do any notes because basically the random thoughts are going to be, you know, I'm just going to be speaking off the top of my head. But I want to get, hopefully I'll be able to make this make sense for you. Well, basically, um, and by the way, just as an extra note, everything I talk about, I have a working knowledge of. I'm not claiming to be an expert. I have a working knowledge of it. And I try not to, to speak on matters that I'm ignorant on because I don't like it when other people do it, so I don't want to do it myself. Having said that, um, I'm going to give an example of ignoramuses calling a conspiracy theory that it's not a conspiracy theory. If if you bother to to even look um at the facts given and if you even bother to look at the facts given and you um you know and it, it does not match up with the narrative that's just just because the powers that be are not giving you um you know their story and the facts on the ground don't match up does not make it a conspiracy theory and i want to i want to tell you what i mean when i say the narrative basically and I mean absolutely basically, and by the way, I'm, I'm speaking for America. Um, I can't speak for any other nation. I'm an American. I got to speak from that perspective. But basically, since our founding, we, everything, everything we get told is a narrative. It's a story. You know, it's not necessarily completely factual. Now, the smarter individuals that write the narratives, they will add kernels of truth to their story and half-truths. But it's mostly half-truths and lies that they tell us. And basically what the narrative is, it's just a story that somebody writes that 
the population at large agrees to. That's all it is. And I don't want to get into the whole, you know, buying into the narrative thing and the the reasons for it. Because people are individuals. So, um, different people have different reasons for doing, doing and thinking what they do and, and think. But anyway, basically, you know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to get butthurt that, um, you know, basically I'm saying that, you know, everything that we think we know that we, that we have been taught in this era and have been taught since the founding of the United States has been a narrative. But it's true. It is true. Now you have to have a interest in history and you also have to have a willingness to challenge your beliefs, your cherished beliefs, or sacred cows. But I, I the most blatant example, there, there are many blatant examples in American history, but the two are the myth that Lincoln, Lincoln was some sort of... Um, he 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 was an altruist. He he was a pure altruist, and that he only wanted to free the slaves when he started the Civil War, and that you know, <laughs> and and never never mind the biographies that paint him out as some rags to riches story. Now. It is a historical fact that, yeah, he grew up in a log cabin and, um, you know, he, he, he was not a rich man. That part is true, but once, once he, uh, became a state representative in Illinois, he, he was not a poor guy. Okay. He was not a poor guy, but anyway, I digress. It's a narrative, you know. Um, if you're willing, if you're willing, to, uh, if you ha if history's your interest, and you're willing to challenge your belief system, I highly recommend. Or I'm sorry, I'm don't. Um, you you will find out that the Civil War uh, was not started over slavery. Slavery was the narrative. Oh, we got to free the slaves. But that was not the reason. Or you'll hear, well, no, it wasn't slavery, but we had to keep the union together. And a lot of times when people write the narrative, they're doing it. And yeah, Americans, I'm looking at you. We have the historical memory of a fruit fly on crack. In other words, something happens five minutes ago and within 10 or 15 minutes, we've already forgotten about it. 
and this uh, the historical ignorance part has always been there, but the 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 low attention span that's a product of the past, especially I want to say the last thirty to forty years. But I'll save. Uh, I'll hold my fire on that particular subject for another ep- uh, another random thought. Now, they they will tell you, uh, you know, the people who write the narratives on the Civil War. Well, it, it's not just. On the Civil War, it's on any narrative. The COVID narrative, the Russian narrative, the Trump narrative. They're counting on Americans' low attention span and their lack of critical thinking skills. Because, and by the way, when I criticize society, when I criticize Americans... I'm not pretending that I'm, you know, that that I don't have the same faults or I haven't done the same things. I have. Okay. However, um I'm trying to to improve myself and Quite frankly, the one area, I do try to be a good Catholic, but one area that may not change about me, at least for right now, is I'm willing to call a shovel a shovel if necessary. So, um, you know, if, if they... If that kind of thing bothers you, you're, you're listening to the wrong podcast, but I'm not changing that. Anyhow, but the people who write the narratives, they're, they're counting on uh, Americans' general lack of historical memory and knowledge, their um, minute attention spans, and, um, you know, basically... You know, their ignorance. Because the, the reason I'm bringing this up is when these idiots, uh, I'm sorry, they're not idiots. <laughs> these, these people are far from idiots. But when people make the argument that, well, we had to keep the, the, the union together. I want you to think about this Go back to the founding of the country and the Constitutional Convention because basically when, you know, it was decided that the Articles of Confederation was unworkable and that we needed a centralized government, the people... I believe it was the Federalists were the ones who who wanted to unite the thirteen different colonies together into a to, into a nation. 
basically the way they got the anti-federalists to sign on to this new constitution moving from the Articles of Confederation was that they that they promised them it's it's in the it may be in the Federalist Papers, but they did it's it's in the historical record. They promised the Anti-Federalists, hey, look, you know, if there comes a time when our federal government oversteps its bounds, you can secede from the United States. No questions asked. So Basically, when they say, well, you know, the Civil War was to keep the Union together, they're counting on your ignorance of history and your short attention span to not remember, or your ignorance, to, to, to not know that when this country was first founded, before the Constitution was even written, it was agreed upon by all those at the Constitutional Convention, that if any state did not want to be a part of the United States, they could secede at any time. And I'm not interested in you autists out there that want to argue this point. You're either a man of your will, or you're a man of principle, or you're not. There's no excuse whatsoever that gives you the right if you make an agreement to break it, you know that's called having principles. And I've I've talked about this guy um, in in my previous episodes. I had a friend who once told me that the Constitution was not a suicide pact, and the guy considers himself to be a conservative. Now, for those of you who are laboring under that idea, I just I want to put it to you in 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 regular terms that a regular person can understand. Let's say you have a business, okay, and you have a contract with a supplier. And you've been doing business with him for a certain amount of years. And then all of a sudden, he turns around and starts breaking major version. I'm sorry, major portions of the contract. And you go to him and you say, hey, man, we have a contract. You're breaking it. And he tells you. Well, our contract isn't a isn't a suicide pact, brah. Now, you know damn good and well that ain't gonna fly. You know damn good and well that ain't gonna fly. And we're talking about the founding document that is supposed to protect the citizens from their own government. By the way, I will be getting into that too. On another episode. But. You know. To say that it's not a suicide pact. You know. Is. It's. It's. it's Quite frankly. It's. It's low IQ thinking. 
And it's vacuous. Because any American, you know, who, and by the way, this friend of mine, he did three years of college. He was salutatorian of our high school class. He's no dummy. But he, you know, but to, but to not understand that our Constitution was specifically written to protect us from the government and to say it's not a suicide pack, this, this, this uh, begs the question, and I'm going to try to be um, as, as uh, charitable as I can be, but it begs the question. Now, I know I've strayed far afield, but the whole the whole thing was I, I'm I'm setting up the conspiracy theories. Now there were <laughs> and and thank God for the people who who are doing this because you know they they have, they're not even bothered to trying to hide. You know, in, in the past, they would, they would make an attempt to, to not show their hand. But ever since Trump was elected president, they've just, they've flipped their, their damn wigs. And they're just, you know, they're not even bothering to hide it the contempt they have for the average person, not just Americans. This is a worldwide thing. They're not trying to hide it anymore. Not that if you were paying attention that they were doing a super excellent job, but now it's so in your face, you have to be willfully blind not to see it. Anyway, the whole conspiracy theory is thing. Let's just go from 2016 till now. What they call a conspiracy theory. That there were elements within the federal government who were literally breaking the law in order to to try to get Trump out of office and they they were break, basically breaking the law to try to get him out of office that was a conspiracy theory um another quote unquote conspiracy theory is the Epstein thing now this thing person that I was talking about when I pointed out the I mean and these were facts that were easily easily verifiable easily that oh um all the cameras on Epstein's uh cell block went out at the same time and for this uh the same amount of time that um 
that the autopsy reported that the way he he literally died was not from hanging himself, but it, it was from strangulation. The fact that um the guards on duty were brand new and they both fell asleep during the time that this happened. And by the way, I've been through prison guard training, so um any of any of you who listen to this who happen to be state prison guards and he was in a federal facility know that federal standards of custody are generally more stringent than state standards. I mean and and so the whole I'm I'm just listing the obvious discrepancies. And he basically said, no, no, it's a conspiracy theory. It's all just a big coincidence. Just to make it clear to the uninitiated in my audience, I don't believe in coincidences. I absolutely do not believe in coincidences. And I'm not one of these people that goes by, you know, do not attribute uh, malice, which could be chalked up to ignorance. When it comes, you know, okay, you have a buddy or a family member and they do something, you know, dumb. Yeah, you're not going to say, oh, that person's conspiring against me. But if you don't have, <laughs> if you have the attitude about large organizations, I don't care if they're corporate or governmental, and you know their their actions are contradictory and you chalk it up to ignorance you're naive at best and self-delusional at worst anyhow so there was Epstein and then um the whole um the uh, 2020 election debacle. Oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Even though there, once again, easily verifiable evidence that yes, chicanery did happen. And I got to tread careful because, you know, obviously... Um, I'm subject to some of the platforms that I'm on to their rules, but let's just say the, the whole pandemic thing and the, uh, the vaccination question. Well, if you're, if you're not going along with the narrative on that one, you're a conspiracy theorist. Once again, this stuff is facing you flat in the face. It, you know, if you can be bothered to go out of your comfort zone and check the other side side of the story, if you happen to go along with the narrative, you know, their evidence, 
their evidence is out in plain sight. All you have to do is look for it and read it with an open mind. Now, it was easier. I'm, I'm, I, uh, I'm a Gen Xer. Um, it was easier, you know, when I was going to high school, when I was, you know, back in those days, it was easier to paint somebody as a conspiracy theorist because we didn't have the internet when I was coming up. You know, I, I think, I think, um, Al Gore invented the internet, quote unquote, um, in 1992. And I bet there's a lot of you out there that have never heard that quote. Google it. I mean, and by the way, we all know that Google edits their search searches, but somewhere out there, Talk to talk to a Gen Xer. Al Gore was caught on video saying that he invented the internet. <laughs> but anyway, so the internet got invented in 1992, and I'm saying this. I'm saying this facetiously. I know it wasn't invented in 1992 by Al Gore. I'm being facetious. Um, but I don't think internet, internet, uh, coverage became a nationwide thing until like the early 2000s. Um, basically, you know, in the early 1990s, um, Computer geeks and people who were relatively well off had internet. So, um, anyway, but it was easy to paint somebody in that era as a conspiracy theorist because let's just take the JFK assassination. It was really easy at that time to float a narrative. Basically, you know, you could have a journalist basically write a book debunking, quote-unquote, you know, oh, this is a conspiracy theory, and I'll show you why. And the only way that, you know, you could prove that this guy's a dishonest actor was by going through, you know, literally going through archives and books and then writing your own book yourself saying, well, so-and-so is a dishonest actor. He, you know, and by the way, you know, by the way, in those days, in those days, you know, 
the 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 powers that be were in control of the flow of of the flow of information. So let's just say journalist A says, "Oh, the JFK assassination. That's not a um, you know, uh, the, the such and such is a conspiracy theory, and they're going to get booked." They're going to get booked on all the late night TV shows and stuff, and they're going to give free reign. Now, if you write a book rebutting that particular narrative that the powers that be want to float, good luck. <coughs> good luck. It's not going to see the light of day. And like I said, there's actually a movie from the, I want to say the early 1990s called Conspiracy Theory. And it's one of Mel Gibson's uh, lesser known films. And I don't know why, because the story is decent. And um, I think it was Mel Gibson was in that movie. And if I'm not mistaken, Jodie Foster. So you have two good actors or, you know, great whatever, and an interesting storyline, but it never got much play. It, it, matter of fact, I, I think there are a lot of Mel Gibson fans that don't even know about this movie. But anyway, basically, the, the, the plot that conspiracy theory was, was Mel Gibson is a conspiracy theorist, and, you know, he's keeping all this information about conspiracies, and it turns out that what, what people are calling conspiracy theories, the ones he's keeping track of in particular, are real. And that the people that are keeping these conspiracies have decided that Mel is getting too much traction and he needs to be taken out. Like I said, great movie. But, you know, back in the, uh, you know, back, I, I would say before the 1990s, it was easy to throw around the term conspiracy nut and have it stick. Now, obviously, once the once the interwebs came out, <laughs> you know, and you could actually download information and print it out, <laughs> you know, then it's not so easy to run around and call conspiracy theories. Unfortunately, um, you know, I, I'm just going to say that people are still as credulous as they ever were. And if some trusted figure of theirs comes out and says, well, this is a conspiracy theory, they will buy it, no questions asked. And they won't think to actually check. And by the way, speaking of conspiracy theories, Alex Jones... Like him or hate him, you know, I remember Alex Jones from the late 1990s. 
Now, at that time, I was pretty much a normie, so I didn't even bother listening to him. But then I'm noticing by 2016 that a lot of the stuff that he was saying is, it's come to pass. It's coming true. And the rap on Alex Jones, you know, it, it, it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed in 30 years. Oh, he's a conspiracy theory. He's a nut. Now, I will grant you his, his uh, public persona hasn't done him any favors. Because basically, if you're going to level the kind of charges that Alex Jones has in the past, and they have come, you know, they have been proven correct. Your credibility is the coin of your realm. In other words, you can't be acting like a looney tune when when you're saying this stuff. Your credit your your credibility hinges or I'm sorry, yeah, your credibility hinges on what you say and how you act. Now, having said that, to those who are politically aware, there's a certain segment of the population that goes out of their way to attack people that they disagree with politically and does their damnedest to try to defame them and make them look like idiots. Um, like I said, um, you know, quite frankly, the way Alex Jones has acted over the past 30 years, he, he, I mean, it didn't help that there were, you know, a large segment of the population, like journalists and stuff, who were actively trying to make him look like a freaking, uh, you know, crazy person. And then, you know, he actually went out and did dumb crap that did not help his credibility. But the bottom line is, you know, hate him, loathe him, or love him. Alex Jones has been proven correct. And I would be willing to hazard that he's been correct 90% of the time. 90% of the stuff he said has come true. And basically, and I need to wrap this up here soon. Basically, what I'm saying is, and just going back, just going back to that person I was talking about, my former friend, he, he, he used to call me a conspiracy theorist. And his, his, his favorite thing was, where's your evidence? Where's your evidence? I would tell him where to go, would look it up. 
And there's a lot of appeals to authority, too. Well, Dr. Fauci, he's a doctor. He knows all about this. What, doctors don't lie? <laughs> doctors don't lie? Uh, for those of you, a lot of you are too young to know this, but back in the 50s, they would get an actor to wear a white lab coat and he would do a cigarette advertisement and say, Oh, I'm Dr. So-and-so. Smoke Winston's. They're good for you. Okay? You know what? Politicians don't lie. Doctors don't lie. Uh, heads of, of NGOs don't lie. Come on, man. Wake up. You know, um, if you're unwilling to follow a logical train of thought to its logical conclusion, that's, that's not on the people who are giving you the false narrative. That's on you, okay? You have no excuse. But I used to tell him when he called me a conspiracy theorist. I, I used to tell this dude. You know, this isn't Hollywood, okay? You know, in Hollywood, when when there's a conspiracy going on, they're in a big centralized, you know, headquarters. And, you know, I, 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 I used to tell him, come on, man, don't be an idiot. Don't be a moron all your life. Okay? They don't. The people that are running the false narratives, the people who are doing the nefarious things, they don't have, like on The Simpsons, a big scary castle with a big banner hanging in front of it saying, oh, this is, these are, we're the evil people. We are right here. It's very simple. And it really is. And you don't have to be a college graduate. You don't have to have over 120 IQ to figure this out. If the narrative is not matching what you can see with your own two eyes using your, your brain and experience, then something nefarious is going on. Okay, you know, and and by the way, that's another thing. You know, woo, 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 where's the blatant proof? Like I said, when it came to the election thing, there there were videos of the chicanery that went happen in the twenty twenty election. Okay, don't ask for evidence if you're not even going to look at it. Or if you're going to, if you're going to try to explain away what's right in front of your two eyes, and for that matter, you know the Jeffrey Epstein thing, <laughs> Stevie Wonder could have told you that no, Epstein didn't didn't kill himself. You know, 
But, you know, some people, some people would rather, and this is, this is what it all boils down to, people. Some people would rather live with a comfortable lie than a hard truth, even if it's hanging in front of their face. So, in closing, I just want to say, conspiracy theories aren't always theories. If you're willing to to use your common sense, as we call it here in America. No. The bottom line is, if the official narrative does not match what you can see and what, you know, and what you can reason, more than likely, then there's, there's, there's some chicanery going on in that instant. And you're probably being lied to. Okay, guys. So I think I've uh, pretty well covered conspiracy theories. In my show notes, I'm going to put my Twitter handle. I've already put my Telegram handle in um, the show notes of other episodes. But apparently nobody has seen fit to to ask me a question or whatever which is fine but if you have questions comments or suggestions if they're reasonable if they're reasonable and you're 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 gonna get a warning right here right now if you if you come on to my twitter on my twitter thread acting like a moron i will ban you no questions asked so um if you respect me i'll respect you well, yeah, I will put my Twitter handle down in the um, in the show notes. All right, guys. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. God bless you. I'm praying for you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. And shepherds we shall be for thee, my Lord, for thee. Power hath descended forth from thy hand. Swiftly carry out thy command. So we shall flow river forth to thee, and teeming with souls shall it ever be. Ignominy paltry. Ignominy paltry. Ignominy paltry.